This is the Beer of the Day podcast. Day World Headquarters in Elk Grove, California. This is the Beer of the Day podcast. Tonight we kick off the new year, 2018, with episode number 84. And tonight's episode is entitled, What Can Brown Do for Brew? You see what we did there? We're going to have four different brown ales to try tonight of different styles and flavors. I'm Dallas Helliker. Joining me tonight, Joel Miner and from Pasadena, Jeff Miller. Happy New Year, guys. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. How's everybody else doing? Excellent. Doing well. Uh, as a warm-up beer to... The show I had my very first beer of 2018. So, um, without further ado, let's get into the very first beer of the night, which is from Burr Oak Brewing Company in Columbia, Missouri. This is the Boone County Brown. Now, I, Jeff and I went to Burr Oak and we had a great time there. It was kind of on the road from St. Louis to Kansas City. Uh, great place. You must have gone back, Jeff, to get this. Uh, I didn't go back. I I don't remember where I got this from, but I I remember getting two cans. I uh, brought one for you. It might have been Tavor. I'm not really sure, actually. I have no idea. Uh, but obviously, I recognize the name from our visit there, and it was it was one of the highlights of the trip. I mean, in the you know middle of Missouri, like you said, um, but really cool place, and and we were impressed by the beer when we were there. So, color wise. Guess what color it is? It's it's brown Coke Coca Cola Classic, but kind of a lighter brown, like um, like more of an amber color, amber brown. More of a more of a Diet Coke. Yeah, you can. um, It's it's pretty clear. You can like see the bubbles through it. Um, It's it's more red, like reddish color than I expected. It's a great looking beer. Thin thin head, very uh, just wisps of head. Doesn't. doesn't last very long. I can, you know, it's it's been sitting in the glass for thirty seconds, and now there's almost no head to it. Got a really malty aroma. Yeah, a little little caramel, but not too much. It actually smells a lot like winter solstice from Anderson Valley. Anderson Valley. Yeah, you're spot on. Got some soft wheat smells, light like wheat or like almost like a white bread smell to it, like a French bread out of the oven. So on the taste. You get the the nice roasted malts, um, roasted caramel malt, uh, a little bit of smoke, I think, but not a whole lot. This is um, it's it's really a nice balance between the malty, uh, the darker, bready malts and the light sweeter malts. Um, it's not very heavy. It's uh, it's kind of like what you'd want in a brown. Yeah, so the beer I had prior to this beer as of my warm-up beer was a porter. And so the first thing that I think of, and I think it might be just because I'm coming from a very sweet beer, is I like it how just 
smooth this beer is in regards to not overly sweet. Because when I smelled it, I was afraid that the malt was going to overtake the beer and make it really sweet. I'm not getting a lot of sweetness, which I actually really enjoy in this beer. I actually like it that it's tame. Also, there's some hop bitterness to it. This is, you know, when you get into the porters and the stouts, they are really a little syrupy, a little more heavy. This is really kind of on the road to a Martzen, uh, Oktoberfest style beer. It doesn't really, some browns can get onto the path to porter. Yeah. And this is kind of more on the path to a red ale. And they use it on the labeling. They say, hey, it's got like hints of coffee in it. And I get that. It's like a a little like like a, a light Americano or something on the back end. And I let, I really enjoy it. I get a little bit of coffee, a little bit of milk chocolate. I think what stands out most for me in this beer is like the smoothness, the creaminess, the mouth, the mouthfeel is a little creamy and you know, it's a Porter and I'm not a big, um, I don't drink porters on a regular basis, but I, I agree with what you said. It's not too sweet. It's very drinkable. It's got this kind of light, refreshing body. Um, this is really tasty. I enjoy it a lot, but I really like that smooth creaminess to it. Oh, I didn't realize they actually put porter on the side of the can. Uh, cause you think it's a brown ale, but at the bottom it says porter. Oh, it does. You're right. So I didn't even notice that. Um, and I'd say this is very light on the mouthfeel and light in color for a porter. Yeah. Normally they don't browns. They separate between a brown and a porter, but yeah, they did use both adjectives. Both, both verbiage, yeah. Anyway, very interesting beer to get us kicked off here. Uh, before we move into the next brown ale, uh, Jeff, you had an interesting beer you wanted to mention this week? I do, and you know, I think Joel will appreciate this, but I, I had another beer from Cascade, the Song Royale, uh, which is you know one of their dark reddish-brown uh, sour ale. This is a little sour, a little tart. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I've been really into this sort of sour beer phase. I think ever since my trip up to Portland and going to Cascade, I've had this newfound appreciation for sours. And so I had the Song Royale. It was delicious. Um, you know, it had the dark fruit, oak flavors, very refreshing, a little funky. That was delicious. And I'm happy because I've seen a lot of cascade beers lately around southern california i don't know it, it must have just happened in the last couple months but their distribution distribution seems to be increasing a lot and i don't know if it's the same for you guys up there but i'm happy you know the beers are not cheap they're pretty pretty pricey but they are high quality sours and so i was happy to have that one last week you had it up here right i did yeah otp had At their otp uh, on tap that beer is I think pretty rare. Um, you know, it's probably a thirty dollar bottle if you have it in the bottle. It's a thirty dollar bottle, and um, they had a, a little mini keg of it. Yeah, I had a I had a Figaro last week from Cascade, and my my goodness, are their beers just quality? All their sours, they really are. I don't I don't think I appreciated sour beers until I had Cascade. Yeah, they're quite good. I once traded a Cascade beer for a refrigerator <laughs> that we got all these beers out of tonight. So thanks, Chris. All Good right, deal. Let's move into the next beer we have from Founders Brewing Company, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We've been doing a lot of Founders beers lately, I think. 
Um, this is the Sumatra Mountain Brown. And we're going to go from 5.2% on the previous beer up to 9% on this one. It should get us uh, going here, a winter warmer. A little lubed. <laughs> so this is a little bit darker in color, but it's still you know, surprisingly lighter than I expected with a lot of redness in the color. It's like a dark reddish brown. It looks like um, a red ale. It's kind of a rust red color. Yeah, and you can mostly see through it. It's pretty clear. The head is um, tan colored. Small, pretty thin head, but there's a lot of lacing that's leaving on the glass. I get a little lacing around the edges, but on, uh, on the top of the beer, not much head at all. Now, this beer was in the very back corner of the of said refrigerator, which gets a little chilly. So it was a little frosted over. That could have something to do with the uh, uh, the lack of head and carbonation. So we'll keep that in mind on this side. So stick your head in that nose, in that glass, <laughs> and everybody's going to get the same thing. You get one thing. Coffee? Coffee. I was going to ask you what you thought of the aroma, Joel, because it's so strong. It is. It's like a cold brew that's been sitting in your car for a week, and you open it up just to smell it and see if you're going to taste it. I mean, it is. I love that smell, though. It, it reminds me, uh, we were talking about Claremont Craft Ales, and they have a, a beer called Coffee Dell, which is about the most coffee beer you could ever get. And this smells a lot like that. And I don't want you to think it smells like a rotten coffee. It just smells like coffee. Like, it doesn't smell like coffee and cream. It just smells like coffee that's been laying around. And it's not a bad thing. It's just... Yeah. Because it's cold, you you get the impression that it's been it's the coffee that's been sitting in the pot. You yeah, know? exactly. So that's why it leads to that. But it's a really good coffee smell. But it's robust. I mean, it's what if you're a coffee fan, it's sort of the aroma you like. If you if you don't like coffee, you're probably not going to like this beer. Oh. Yeah. If you, uh, you know, but sure. just without having a sip, it it is a strong. Like when you walk into a coffee shop that just roasted some beans, it's that smell that just overwhelms the room i don't even need to take a sip of this beer i can just smell this beer <laughs> yeah, i haven't, I haven't I'd, tasted I'd it yet either that. yeah well i just had a sip and it's extremely smooth um like you said it's nine percent alcohol i don't really taste the alcohol um it's it's also got a creamy sort of mouthfeel malty as you would expect and i think there's a little bit less coffee flavor on the taste compared to the aroma i agree with that um, I did get a little alcohol kick on the sip. Um, it's definitely a step up in octane from the previous beer. Do you guys get any of the acidic qualities that you get in coffee on this beer? Like it might be coming from the hops they chose to use, but I'm getting a little bit like of the espresso taste to it that you get from like a shot of espresso. The acidic you know, tendencies that come in the back of your throat. I think I get what you're saying. I I interpreted it more as like the the bitterness from the hops. Yeah. Like like you said initially, it it is a little acidic. Um, but there is some some sort of earthy bitterness. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of coffee has an acidic taste, which is not always great, but it, it's pretty good here. So this is interesting. I'm I'm glad I tried this beer. I'm not sure if I would run to the store and gro go buy this beer again. And and though I think the one of the reasons why I say that is because the bitterness isn't balanced enough. I think if you're an extreme coffee lover, you might like this beer. And I feel like I like coffee a lot, 
but I think the bitterness in the coffee is a little bit over or a little bit too much for me. Yeah, it's like like when I said you got to be a coffee fan to like this. Um, it's a strong coffee flavor. I, I could sit down and watch a movie and sip this. I mean, I sort of, it's not a barrel-aged beer, but I sort of put it in the same category as one of those that you would sip slowly. Um, it's tasty, but the the mouthfeel is a little lighter than I expected. I I sort of thought, you know, 9%, the, the body, the mouthfeel would be a little bit thicker and heavier, and it's not. It's pretty light uh, for a beer of that alcohol percentage. Yeah, I agree. What I miss? We just talked about how coffee it was and how we probably wouldn't buy it again. I, I wouldn't. So we've had I've had this beer for quite a while in the fridge. Um, I think these types of beers, usually the darker ones, porters and stouts, you can age for a long time, no problem. Browns, generally, they might age a little less well than the porters and stouts. But at 9%, I think this one should keep fine. Yeah. I think it should. I mean, it's. I was saying that it's not barrel aged. I mean, barrel aged beers tend to last longer. Um, but I think this is fine. This was bottled in March of 2016, so it's almost two years old, and it still it doesn't taste like it's been sitting there. But this is a style that should do well for a while. Yeah, it could be just like you know the hops probably mellowed out a little bit. Um, do you, you know, it's mostly coffee, like we said, but you guys get a little bit of caramel and chocolate at all. I mean, there's some sweetness, but there's not a lot of sweetness. And whatever there is, is really, you know, overcome by the the coffee bitterness. Yeah, there is um, not, not much besides the coffee to me. It's really, uh, that's really the most um, dominant flavor. It's sweet. It, I, I don't know if it's sweet, but this is a little bit of like a dessert beer to me. I would enjoy drinking this after a meal as sort of just a, a something to sip after you know sit on the couch watch a movie after i have dinner it's a fine beer for the style agreed i think they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish all right we're going to take our quick break when we come back we have our strange brew a trail mix beer which i can't wait to drive plus comments from the listeners and a Imperial Brown from Firestone. All that when we come back. This is the Beer of the Day podcast. All right, I'm not going to do much of a commercial today, but I just wanted to thank everybody for shopping on Amazon on Beer of the Day, through Beer of the Day, during the holiday season. Um, as most of you know, you can go to the Beer of the Day website on the upper right-hand corner on the on the desktop side or at the bottom on the mobile site, you click the little banner or you just go to amazon.beeroftheday.com. You do your regular shopping and we get a little piece of commission. Um, in the month of December, we made over $50 at, based on what you guys spent. So that's uh, about 4 or 5%. So you guys spent some cash there on Amazon and... Uh, Beer of the Day got their taste of it. So we appreciate that. That $50 is going to go to towards beer on future podcasts and also uh, shipping out the pre- the uh, the uh, prizes for the contest. So it, it all helps. And uh, you don't have to just do it during the Christmas season. You can shop on Amazon all year long and support us here at Beer of the Day. Thank you very much. 
Welcome back to the show. This is the Strange Brew segment. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is where we find the strangest beer we can that fits the theme. And tonight, we have one I've been looking forward to for a couple of months since we got it. Um, it's called Exit 10 Trail Mix from Flying Fish Brewing Company, Somerdale, New Jersey. This is a beer that is based on trail mix. Um, I, I assume it's going to be nutty, maybe a little bit of M&M in it, some raisin. Uh, yeah, and when we, we when we look for a strange brew, we don't always know. I mean, sometimes the beers turn out to be strange when we don't expect it. Sometimes we think things are strange and they're not. Um, I think we chose this because it is brewed with raisins, which is kind of rare. I mean, you get raisin uh, tastes, the dark fruit tastes in Belgian beers. Um, you get nutty tastes in beers. You get chocolate tastes in beers. So I think the trail mix idea is great uh, for a beer because it's... A lot of times beers are mixes of different flavors and all the ingredients of trail mix are it are flavors that you'll find in different beers, but you generally don't find them all together in one. So that's why this is going to be uh, strange on paper, at least we'll see how it is in reality. And trail mix has that nice balance of all the flavors working together to create the, the nice product. I don't know. We'll see. I like trail mix. I go to Costco, get that big old bag of it. Handful of that. Can't go wrong. Well, it pours quite a bit of, well, I guess maybe depending on how you pour it. Um, (laughs) I'm looking at my glass. It's got a lot more bubbles than Dallas's. Little small, tiny. Which one do you pour yours first? I poured yours first. Oh. I think I just gave you a better pour. Oh, maybe a better pour. Maybe mine has had more time to dissipate. Irregardless. Or regardless, the this is. I heard "irregardless" is becoming a word now. I like it. Officially, uh, it's darker than the previous beers we've had on the show tonight, but it's not super dark. And it's still got that red color. I'm I'm so surprised by the maybe, the red hues in all of these. Maybe may, it's my light. I don't know. No, maybe brown. We have the same thing here. Maybe brown ales are actually more red than you think. I mean, they're like, all of these are pretty dark amber, brown, that that border between dark amber and brown. There's definitely some, like, redness to this. Yeah, this is darker than the first two, though, for sure. Yeah. Boy, this beer is cold. And my my head here is pretty thick. It's it's tan, khaki-colored, uh, very creamy. And out of all the beers so far, this leaves the most lacing on the glass and the for most, me. Yeah, and the most bubbles. Let me give a shout out to Andy. For Christmas, he got me the Spiegelau glasses for dark beers. And uh, so we're using those tonight, and they are excellent, high quality items. They enhance the experience of the beer. It's actually a really good mold on your hand, it fits perfectly. <laughs> yeah, very nice glasses. It looks like Jeff's. A little bit. Aroma, what do you guys think? Ah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Um, Thanks, Andy. Oh, who's Andy? I'm getting fig. Well, that could be just a raisin. So first of all, reserved on the aroma compared to the first two, I, I think. It smells like it's been sitting there. Like, again, not a barrel-aged beer, but if I smelled this not knowing what it was, I would think it's a barrel-aged beer. Just Sometimes these barrel-aged beers have a, a very distinct aroma, 
And I get that in this beer, even though it is not barrel aged. Don't I? I'm not getting a lot. I'm just getting. No, it's very reserved on the smell. It smells a little bit like uh, cola, a little bit of raisin. Maybe a little Dr. Pepper. Um, maybe fig, like you said. Yeah, like Dr. Pepper almost. Can't go wrong with that. Maybe the taste uh, will give us a few more clues. Wow. Wow. I love it. It's a. Uh... So trail mix is a mix of all these different flavors and you take a sip of this beer and you get one type of malt flavor and then it kind of a different type of malt flavor. And it's like, it wasn't consistent to me. It was like a mix, a little peanut taste, like peanut butter or like peanut taste. And then something darker. It's like a, a disjointed effect, but I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, I think it's a combination. You get the the malts up front, then you get the bitterness, and at the end, it has a good mouthfeel. Well, let me back that up. So the carbonation, the very instant of the carbonation brings out the bitterness as well as the malts. And at the very end, you get like a sweet, soft, like um, like complex raisin flavor at the very end with just yeah, an aftertaste I, of bitterness. I think it's really tasty. I get mostly dark fruit flavors. Um, I don't know if that's... It, it's a little like cherry flavored to me. Maybe blueberry. But definitely some sort of dark fruit. Um, and there's some sweetness in the finish. Like I don't know if it's a brown sugar or a honey sweetness. I don't get the bitterness. I get a lot... Not a, not a huge amount of sweetness, but it sort of becomes a little sweeter as you sip the beer. I don't get the chocolate. You know, the M&M is a big part of a trail mix, and I'm not get, detecting that here. Um, as you drink it, it becomes more uniform, but that first sip was kind of a... I got a lot of different flavors at once, and that was a, a palate adjustment from the previous beer that we had, which was a one-note beer. Coffee, coffee, coffee. This one it's got a, ha, is a lot more nuanced and uh, complex. The mouthfeel reminds me a little bit of some Belgian ales, and it's got that sort of like Belgian candy sweetness. Something about this beer just reminds me of a Belgian double. Yeah, it does. It has that characteristic. And I think just knowing the raisin part of trail mix, you'd think that the Belgian double type of taste would be a part of a beer like this. Um, and it, it definitely is. But there's a nuttiness to it. Um, there is a little bit of a, there's a sweetness and a bitterness that kind of counterbalance each other. And there is some type of fruit in it that isn't really raisin, but maybe cherry or something like that, which isn't your typical trail mix, but sometimes they throw cranberry into trail mix. Yeah. And, uh, that, it might be something like that. Like a dried, I think you're right. Like a dried cranberry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cranberry, cherry. I mean, the more I drink this. I don't know that I would consider this a brown ale. I, I, in a, like a blind tasting, I would consider this a Belgian double. And it, it really depends on the type of yeast that they use. But not knowing what this is, I think of this as a Belgian beer, not a brown ale. Whatever it is, I think it's quite good. I, I like the complexity. Every sip is a little bit different. And um, I like beers that keep me coming back and trying to derive more distinct flavors out of it. So here's one of the things that I will say about this beer. I'm having a hard time describing this beer because I don't know if I've ever had a beer 
like this. And that's a good thing. I can't think of, oh, this tastes like this, or I've had a beer similar to this. It's it's kind of its own category, but in a good way. Exactly. Um, that's exactly what we want in strange brews. We want something that's different, we've never had before, which is the I, objective number one, right? Even if it's bad, if we've never had anything like it before, it's still good because it's that's the point, right? But when it's something you haven't had before and it's still good, then you've got a real winner on your hands. And that's what we have here. Incoming transmission. You've got mail. Comments this week. Uh, this week, Jeff posted up The Blue from Captain Fatty's is the name of the brewery in Goleta, California. I lived there for four years of my life. I've never even heard of this brewery. How do you know of it, Jeff? Well, it's. I'm sure it did not exist when you were there. No. Nothing um, but Firestone did. Yeah, it's a pretty new brewery. I found it. Uh, they distribute around the L.A. area. So I, I, didn't, I have not been to the brewery, but... I picked it up at a bottle shop in L.A. All right. Santa Barbara trip. We're going to Captain Fatty's. Uh, oh, I, I, oh, I let me add one thing. Yeah. I, I picked it up because I saw that they won, I think, a gold medal at GABF. They won some medal, and it may have been a gold, and it sort of made this this brewery that I had never heard of that's not very far away, but I put them on the map. So. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to check them out. Um the they commented on our Instagram post. The brewery, uh, the can is good. Everything looks good. The beer looks great. Uh, can't wait to try more of their beer. And you get to go to Santa Barbara to try it out. So if it hasn't burned down, what? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Kathy commented on Captain Fatty's The Blue. Love the name. Not sure about the accumulated bitterness and sticky mouthfeel, though. Kathy, I don't know. I kind of like accumulated bitterness and sticky mouthfeel, so we'll have to uh, agree to disagree. But I haven't even had the beer, so I don't know. Uh, Wayne posted on Goldmine Lager Beer from Janice Brewing Company in Rochester, New York. Best description? Don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too sweet of a taste and hard to swallow I don't get how they sell it and who would drink it when it comes to cheap beer I can drink them all PBR, Natty Light, Bush Light they fine would rather drink Windex or Rainex than this stuff so, Ouch. I like those I like those true stay true stay true uh, Wayne not pulling any punches um but hey, you know, we want the hard-hitting facts at Beer of the Day, and if you don't like a beer, you got to let people know. So leave your comments on beerofthedaycom any beer on the site. Right at the bottom, you can post your comments. You can also comment on any beer that we have on social media. We're on facebook.com slash thebeerofthedaycom We're on Instagram at site, or you can hit us up on Twitter at beerofthedaycom All right, let's get into the final beer of the night. We have... From Firestone. Hey. Same neck of the woods, uh, Santa Barbara 
San Luis Obispo. Um, this is Paso Robles is where Firestone is. This is the Bravo 2017. And I've put a lot of work into this beer since I pulled it out of the refrigerator about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I put it down my shirt and inside next to my belly, um, <laughs> so I could try to warm so I could try to warm it up because um, I'm I'm really excited to try this beer and I kind of want it at the perfect temperature. So it's a small bottle, but they put it in a box. Firestone puts their special beers in boxes. Um, but we weren't looking for a box. We were looking for a small beer, which doesn't normally go in a box. So it took us about 20 minutes to find it in the beer of the day vault. Uh, it was a challenge, but we were successful. You know, I've really been looking forward to this beer because I feel like I've been accumulating a lot of these Firestone, uh, barrel aged sort of vintage, you know, yeah, they're, they're special beers like the parabola sticky monkey el dorado and i have a lot of those and i'm really happy that we are finally opening one because this is the 2017 version of bravo but all these other special beers from firestone i have 2015 2016 i got a lot of these sort of in my cellar so i'm glad we're finally uh, gonna try one yeah i'm looking forward to it uh, we have enough beers in our vault to do a full firestone show but we're waiting for uh, David Walker to come on the show with us. So at some point, we're going to pin him down, get him on Beer of the Day podcast, and then we'll be able to do the Firestone show. Color-wise, um, much lighter. This is more like a medium amber. Not really brown in color. It's pretty reddish amber colored. Mine is quite oh. cloudy. I don't know if yours is. Uh, Joel, can you hold yours up? Yeah, mine is cloudy. It's got some yeast Looks like some suspended yeast in there too, or something, or some sort of sediment. Yep, it, it does have that. So, I, what's the ABV here? I don't know. It looks like it's it like, is thirteen point two percent. Okay, because I smelled it, and I was like, okay, we got to figure this out because it's a little. Ooh. Yeah, they say <laughs> that they are there are going to be massive bourbon barrel notes on this beer. I can tell you that from the aroma. Yeah. Like note is like a way of saying, oh, let's just leave a little note of it. No, this is like a, a book. And, and like a lot of high alcohol beers, it's got a very little, like very thin head. Um, I, I mean, the, the head is so thin, I can't even tell what color it is. I'd say it's maybe tan colored, off white for sure. But it just is a thin film in the glass. And, yeah, and it sticks to the side of the glass. I mean, it is, it is... It's so on the stick in there. On the first sip, I get sweetness, I get the alcohol burn. Um it's a slight kick. What is this a barley wine? What what are we calling this? It's a brown ale, but yeah. Yeah, you might think it's a barley wine. I mean, it, it tastes like a barley wine to me. Um this is an imperial brown, you can call it that. Imperial brown, I'd put it like 9%, right? 10% at the most. 13% is ventured into a territory where you know a barley wine is a barley wine it's a barley wine you know you it's going to be a at that high alcohol it's basically a barley wine right yeah they taste they call it something different yeah maybe that, I mean, it, that doesn't appeal to people or doesn't sell as much or you know i don't know but what's the difference why well, call it a imperial brown versus a a double imperial brown or something versus a barley wine 
Well, it is interesting because Firestone makes like Helderado, which is, you know, got a similar label. It's this special edition and it is a barley wine and it's a, it's like a blonde, like yellow colored, light colored barley wine. But yeah, I wouldn't, I would not consider this a brown ale. It's much closer to barley wine, but whatever we want to call it, it's basically like bourbon barrels took over the entire flavor of this beer. So here we go. I have the fire our inventory list for Firestone. We've got the nineteenth and twentieth anniversary ales, which are American Strongs, which are like barley wines. We have the Succubid twenty fifteen, the Helderado twenty fifteen, and Helderado twenty sixteen, which are barrel aged barley wines themselves. And then the Velvet Merkin is an oatmeal stout. We've got a couple of quads. Between barrel aged American Strong, barley wines and imperial browns we got some similar styles for sure well and it, this is a beer that you know it's 13.2 percent it's only 28 ibus it's not bitter at all i mean this is definitely a sipper um i sort of see why they moved it into the smaller bottles all of these used to come in really large bottles and i think 2017 is the first year where they are coming in 12 ounce bottles to my knowledge standard beer bottle size 12 ounces, yeah. 12 ounces, but they, um, which really, for this type of beer, is a responsible size. Because, <laughs> you know, you drink one of these, and it's it's drinking two beers at least. At least, yeah, absolutely. And it's going to hit you faster as well, because you're going to consume it like a normal beer. if you Or if you try to, you're going to experience right. it faster. But really, this is the perfect size, because you take this beer, you split it up between three or four people, and... That's enough to get the gist of this beer. This is one you're going to sip, right? You're not going to be chugging this down. You're not going to be drinking three or four of these of a night if you want to remember it. So, uh, so I, I don't like I don't know the, the smaller ones in this type of size. I, yeah, I don't know that we've really described the beer that much, though. We, like have, it's, we have not. It's got this bourbon flavor, but um, I get a lot of vanilla, um, some oak, you know, which is going to be normal for a barrel-aged beer. Um, it's tasty and smooth. A little bit of of the burn. I mean, the thirteen point two percent is noticeable, but I think bourbon and the vanilla are the two things that stand out the most. I get a little bit of slight cherry or some type of dark fruit here too. And I get I get some caramel and an intense mouthfeel to it. But the the body's it's not a heavy beer. No, you know, like especially, the body is still pretty light. Especially when you get used to the alcohol, like. The first sip was an adjustment for coming from, uh, what were we at before? Nine percent or uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half, yeah. The, you know, we doubled that basically or a little less, but the first few sips were a little bit, took a little adjustment. I'll even say a little bit rough. But now I've had a few sips of it and um, I'm, now I drink it and it's not it's not giving me the kick anymore. I'm able to enjoy it. I also get a little bit of like white chocolate flavor, which I don't get in very many beers. Um, it's sort of a creamy, um, it's not a dark chocolate taste. It's like a white chocolate flavor. And it reminds me a lot of Mocha some of the Wednesday. beers. Yeah, from the brewery. Exactly. Mocha as, Wednesday. As soon as you said white chocolate, that it, it clicked for me, which was a 16% beer. Very strong. Um, this one isn't quite that strong. That that 16% beer was a little hard to drink, kind of a kick, 
but it did have that same kind of white chocolate flavor, which uh, this rings very true here. When I was and and the brewery has a beer called White Chocolate, I was thinking of that one. But yeah, Mocha Wednesday, like any of these beers, it's very similar in in texture and body to beers from the brewery, which is uh, if, if you're not familiar with the area, it's a very tasty brewery that specializes in barrel aged beers in uh, Orange County. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, well, let's recap the beers we have. Joel, you want to take us through what we had tonight? <clears throat> yeah, so we had a brown from Boone County, I'm sorry, from Burr Oak Brewing called Boone County Brown from Columbia, Missouri. And which, then we. Which may be in Boone County, we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a Sumatra, sorry, we had the Sumatra Mountain Brown from Founders out of Grand Rapids. And then we had our Strange Brew, which was the Exit 10 Trail Mix from Flying Fish Brewing Company. And then we had the Bravo 2017 from Firestone Brewing Company. All right, let's spin the wheel here. And Jeff is first tonight. Oh, fabulous. Um, Well, first of all, I will confirm that Burr Oak is in Boone County. Missouri. That's where Columbia, Missouri is. Makes sense. Um, and, you know, that first beer is going to be my beer of the day. I liked oh. a lot of these beers tonight. Um, the first the first beer, Boone County Brown from Burr Oak. I, I'm picking that because Porter is not a style I normally gravitate towards. And I really enjoyed that one. I thought it was super drinkable. Um, not too sweet because I don't like the beers that are overly sweet. I think it had the right mix of chocolate and coffee and sort of the light body, easy drinkability. And, and I, I mentioned it at the time, but the creamy creaminess to that beer, um, again, all of these were really tasty tonight, but just knowing that I'm not a huge fan of porters and I found one that I really enjoyed, I'm picking the Burr Oak Boone County Brown. Good pick. Well, shoot. I was hoping that uh, Jeff would say something different than what I was thinking of saying, but I'm actually going to choose the Boone County Brown from Burr Oak as well. I think for me, I really enjoyed the soft coffee flavors that kind of tied in with the chocolate as well. Um, And then also back to the creamy mouthfeel. I mean, this is a very pleasant beer that has got a good flavor to it that if i saw in the store i would go and say hey i'm gonna pick out this beer i'm gonna buy this again um i agree with both of your sentiments on that um i love the fact that that beer was it was such a well round rounded brown ale um but it wasn't so brown where it got super overly malty it still retained like some some lager characteristics um you know, like it was still like a beer. It wasn't like a, uh, like a pale ale. It, it has some pale ale characteristics where it, it doesn't go too far into the porter dark brown sector. So I like that. Um, very well balanced, very drinkable. That being said, <laughs> uh, my beer of the day is Exit Ten Trail Mix, Flying Fish Brewing Company. Um, this beer was so complex there was maltiness there was nuttiness there was 
fruitiness. There was a little bit of chocolate. And there was the raisin Belgian double characteristic mixed in there. So a beer that, a style, a a beer that was unlike anything else I've ever had before. Very drinkable, 7.5%, kind of right middle of the road, uh, ABV, extremely enjoyable. So my beer of the day, uh, the dissenting opinion is Exit 10 Trail Mix, the Strange Brew. Great beers on today's show. Yeah. Good choice. There was not a bad pick. No doubt about it. All right, that's going to conclude the first show of 2018. Uh, I think it went off without a hitch. I'm, I'm happy with how that one turned out. Uh, once again, congratulations to our Bottle Cap Contest winners. Only the first place winner has let me know their address. So second and third place, you got to let me know who you are so I can send you your prizes. We will see you on our next episode. Until then, enjoy the beers in 2018. For Joel Miner, Jeff Miller, I'm Dallas Helliker. This has been the Beer of the Day podcast.